Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. (laughs) Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. I'm so excited to have you back this week. I had been racking my brain about different things that I wanted to talk about, and as the weeks progressed, I was like, you know what? Even though I have some guests available, I definitely think this is something that is worth talking about. It's something that I've been chatting about with so many of my friends lately. It's something that I think in a broad like scan of your lifetime, you have these different moments in time where we just see expectation. We expect, we expect, we expect. The traditional path expects you to have accomplished all these goals at this time. But the big true reality is expectation and goals are completely different things. And I think sometimes we have so much expectation and weight on that expectation that we end up not appreciating the reality of what is. And we end up forgetting about the things that we value every day that surround us that we can be grateful for, right? When you wake up and saying, well, I'm grateful that the sun's out today if you can't be grateful about anything else. Or I'm grateful that I have clothes that I can put on my body today. Or I'm grateful that I get to have a shower. Because it seems like something that like we should have, right? But there, the true reality is there are a lot of people out there that don't have certain things that you have every day. And I've always grown up in this world of a lot of entrepreneurs or this world of theater, this world of city life versus um, more rural living. So it's, it's just an interesting balance that I've always felt that I've had a really good grasp on. And ever since I've been back, I'm like, you know, traditional versus the non-traditional path or the entrepreneur versus like the salary job. And, and it's something that comes up constantly and it depends on who you're surrounded by. So my entire life, I've been surrounded by driven entrepreneurs. I've been surrounded by people in theater that their life doesn't look like a white picket fence, that they own a car and they have kids by their mid thirties and they have their 401k and their Roth IRA and all, you know, all these different things that are on more of a traditional path. So as I've said, you know, this past year, looking at it as it's been over a year now, as of the other day that Douglas has been gone, that I've been here in Lancaster County, PA, that I have been changing my reality and moving towards a more traditional lifestyle And there's this expectation. There's an expectation from my family that I should have accomplished this much stuff. There's an expectation from other people around me. But I felt like I've always appreciated what I had. 
So I wanted to remind us all that expectation and goals are two completely different things because expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. And a goal, the object of a person's ambition or effort. So it's an aim or desired result. Now at work, I'm a very numbers driven person. Like I love sales. I love the numbers because I look at it like, okay, I have these goals, not expectations, but these goals for us to hit a stretch goal so we can make more money as a team so I can bring home a bigger paycheck so I can continue to expand on the life that I'm currently living, right? And there's, there's no harm in that. But the end of the day, it's so everyone can get a little bit more money. It's so our store can be better. And I think that's always been the thing in life. It's like you can't go into an audition expecting that you're going to get the role, but you have a goal that you're going to book a specific job by a certain amount of time that you're proud of. And that comes with you going and taking dance class, you going to your vocal lessons, you taking acting workshops, you making your networking connections. It goes with waking up in the morning after a long shift at night that pays your rent that you go into the audition and you got to, you have to show up. So I just want to remind us all that that expectation isn't something that should drive our goals because again, it's it's where it becomes problematic. And anytime I'm working with my coach or my therapist, it's like I'm always so fixated on the how. And remember, I've had the episode like letting go of the how. And I had Hillary Bowman on the episode and we talked about um, we talked about comparison as the thief of joy. All these different things that we have to remember that that expectation, it, it can't be in the driver's seat of us doing things because every day. I'll give you a couple stories because that's how this this show goes. But every day I always notice that I look down at things and I'm very appreciative of them. And I know that the traditional path is like, well, she doesn't even get it yet. You know, she's in her in her mid 30s and like this is what her life looks like right now. But instead of throwing me with that negativity and I should have had the expectation of having more. I need to be grateful for where I'm at. I need to accept and appreciate my reality because my personal reality may not look flashy and anything like that to the people around me who have been building a traditional lifestyle since their early 20s. But to me, it's more than I've ever had, right? And even though I will always say this, champagne taste beer budget. That's my thing. Champagne taste, beer budget, but I've always figured out a way to do it. Always figured out a way to make sure that I could get the things that I wanted and also still have money in my pocket. And a couple different stories to go along with that. One was I wanted, it sounds awful. I'm going to, but I'm going to go through it because I need you to understand it to its full capacity. I always expected Doug to propose to me at some point, uh, and that was the path that we were on for quite some time within our relationship, um, especially after we kind of hit that two and a half year break mark and then worked through a bunch of that. And then when we when he moved to New York, like I just thought it was a matter of time. Now, I didn't know when, but I always thought it was a matter of time. And 
So, of course, you start to look at rings and you start to see the pricing and you start to look at the sizes with the pricing and the budget that you have. And I remember, again, you may think I'm awful, but I remember when I talked to Doug, I was like, this is a price that I'm expecting that we have. And I knew that Doug had a, we had a lot of different things that we wanted to make sure we had in a row before a proposal would happen because Doug and I had many conversations where being in love and really relying on each other and building a partnership with someone is different than a marriage and a marriage to him. He was like, there was four different pillars that were important. And if you listen back on Rayford Palmer's episode about the book that he wrote about, you know, getting married and prenups because he's a divorce attorney, which was a very interesting conversation to have as I'm about to step into marriage was that you have to think about certain things. And Doug was like, in-laws, it's a big thing. This can't be just about you and your family. It's about my family too. Um, We also talked about religion. We talked about, Rayford said politics, but Doug and I do disagree sometimes on that, but we also still have the same level head, so we're able to have a lot of conversations. Neither of us lean too far one way or the other, but we don't always agree, which is fine. You can grow from people you don't agree with. You don't have to have friends that are exactly like you. You can have friends that have different opinions than you, and you can still have an amazing friendship. And then we also talked about family, like how we wanted to raise our kids. So those were really important to him, and we wanted to have a grasp on the way that we wanted to go through things. And he also had certain financial situations that he wanted to have a little bit more of a grasp on and like hone in on them and accomplish a couple more goals he had on that regard before diving into a marriage and making that our problem as opposed to his. So once he felt like he could get student loans, you know, in a nice cushioned place that he felt that he could make payments towards that weren't as overwhelming as they had been for him in the past, then then it was like we were getting closer to that marriage thing. But again, I gave him the expectation of this amount of money I wanted him to spend. Now, granted, fast forward, he knew that amount of money. He exceeded that amount of money by a bit. But at the same point, I'm telling you this every day, I look down at this ring and I know this sounds so cliche and people are like, you won't do this always. And I probably won't. But right now I look down at this ring every day and I'm so appreciative and grateful for what it is. And I have some friends that have these gorgeous rocks, like massive big rings. And of course you're like, oh my God, that ring. But it never takes away from me looking down in awe and gratefulness because like this is our ring. Not the expectation of the biggest rock that I could get, but like, and for them, for my friends with the big rocks, like that's, that's their ring, theirs and their partners. And it's beautiful and it's perfect for them. And of course, everyone wants to have more like Doug and I talked like, oh yeah, if we, he was like, no, if we had a $200,000 wedding and we could afford that, of course I would want us to have that. But I also thought, you know, we don't always need that. Like I have other goals in mind. I would rather have more money for a vacation. He was like, well, if we had that much money for a wedding, we probably would have that much money for a vacation or a house or whatever. So like never having these expectations that like, oh, I want to live in the Valley and I need to have like this amazing $1.1 million or $6.1 million home. Let's be more reality with like the pool and the this and then everything. Sure. You can want to have that. You can have a goal to have that, but like don't have the expectation to have that. 
because I look down on this ring all the time and I'm always like, you know what? Like, this is so beautiful. It's so us. I'm so happy and proud that my partner got me this ring personally. Like, that was what it got to. And speaking in the realm of getting married, I had gone wedding dress shopping, if anyone had seen my social media post recently. And I said yes to the dress to be dramatic and the way that they go about doing those things. But I for sure thought it was going to take three different places, going to Philadelphia, going to New York. Like I thought, I thought for sure, like that was going to be the journey to find the dress. I'm a very indecisive person. We all know this. I've said it a million times. I'm a cancer through and through, which means that I'm extremely indecisive. And sometimes when you put more things on a menu, I'm more inclined to not know what I want to eat, which is why I always love people that like enjoy tapas style or enjoy being able to share the different meals. But when it came to the dress, I was like, oh, my God, that's it. It was that fast. And I had grabbed all these dresses before I had gone into my very first destination, which was local because I really wanted to see if I could possibly find it local. And I remember going into the fitting room and already like thinking in my head, we're not going to find it here. Looking forward to the next destination and then the next one and then we'll go on. My maid of honor happened to be there. My mother happened to be there and I was like, Okay, like I'll just try these dresses on. We have all weekend that we're going to take a bunch of like pictures and videos. I'm going to try on the most frou-frou dress. I'm going to try on stuff that I absolutely would never wear just for the fun of it, right? Because let's be honest, if you're not a bride or you already haven't been a bride or you're about to be a bride, it's fun to try on dresses. Like absolutely. But I do come from a background of theater. So I'm absolutely 100% used to trying on extravagant things that I don't necessarily wear on a day-to-day. I've also done photo shoots as a bride for different, um, for especially at Excelsior. You know, I've tried on plenty of dresses and I knew that this would be such a fun event, but it would be different because it'd be hard because for the first time I was doing it for my own wedding. And I thought that it would take time. And again, I said, I didn't think that I would have the dress and I went into the fitting room and tried on several dresses And the very first one I put on, I loved, um, but it didn't feel right. There's something about it. And I don't want to give too much away because I always have people like following me on social media about the wedding stuff and I can't wait to reveal everything when the day actually happens. And in the process, I'll keep you in tune with it, but I'm not going to give everything away because that's just the way that I am. But it felt great. It was absolutely stunning, but something was off. And I was like, we can't have the dress in your first fitting, right? So I tried on a bunch of other dresses, dresses that were all different styles, things that people probably expected me to come in, things that were completely different than anything what I've ever liked. And then I put this one dress on and I was in love. And I don't, I wasn't even in love. I walked out and I knew that my mom and my maid of honor were not in love. And I was like, let me put together a couple more things, artistic pieces that I wanted to share with them that I thought, we could do to this piece, the specific dress. And then a moment came over me where I was like, oh my God, I'm getting married. And as I said, oh my God, I'm getting married out loud. I looked in the mirror of this beautiful, wonderful local bridal shop and I saw my mother and I saw my best friend. And the expectation was 
that I was going to be looking for dresses all weekend and I still probably wouldn't find the dress and there was that expectation. But the reality and, and, and being able to accept what was actually happening and relish that and appreciate that is when I looked in the mirror back at two people that I very much love and want to hear their opinion. And they both were tearing up. And I was felt like I was tearing up. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm getting married. I'm, I'm freaking getting married. Like, this is amazing. I found my partner. I'm getting married. And it was this feeling that I had in the dress. The expectation wasn't that the dress that I had that I picked. But it was this feeling that I had. And within that feeling, I knew something was different. So I took the dress off. And we went on to a few more dresses. We went back to the very first one that I thought was absolutely breathtaking. And it was all like the things that I could put together in my mind. And then we put that other dress back on. And we did a walk, a a false walk down the aisle, which eventually I'll share on social media after the wedding. We did a false walk down the aisle. And there was just something about it, something about that dress in particular that just like kept making all of us cry there was something about it and again you have this expectation of the dress that you're going to want even expectation of the ring an expectation of the day an expectation of the way your life should look an expectation of your job and you have to realize in that moment that sometimes you just need to sit in the reality of what is and say this is it I'm grateful for it and sometimes it's like, you know, we said with the ring, you look back and you're like, oh my God, every day I'm looking down and I'm, I'm grateful for it. And other times it's a little bit more like you have to dig for it a bit more. And you have to realize that sometimes your expectation of what is or what should be is falsifying your experience to appreciate the reality of what is. And I know I keep going back to this versus that and this versus that, but It was another one of those moments. And I thought in my head, hey, this is it. And I'll even tell you this. A week went by since I picked out that dress. Two weeks, actually, at this point. And I had texted my maid of honor again. And I was like, did we pick the wrong one? Do I need to go more dress shopping? Because I had a, you know, a moment. And then I re-looked at myself in the pictures, in the videos of me and the dress that I chose. And was like... Maybe it wasn't the expectation, but like you can see it on my face. You can see it in my body language. You can see it in every single thing of me in the pictures and those dresses where I'm like thrilled, happy. This is my wedding dress. I'm getting married in this dress. And the expectation of what I thought it would be versus the one that I chose is fine. And life works that way. It just does. And I was able to appreciate my reality. It's just the process went way much faster than I expected it to go. But that doesn't depreciate the value of what I chose. Another thing is you have this expectation of what you need. And I went almost a full year in Lancaster without having a car. I walked to work. I found a job that I could walk to. Um... Yes, I needed to lean on my mom and my dad and my brother every once in a while to assist me in getting around to certain places, which 
hurt my soul a little bit. But for the most part, like I had the downtown market to go to. You know, you see me on Instagram there. Like I've gone to the local, um, just the local grocery store here. And I still have lived in a city. So I'm very used to doing stuff like Green Chef, Sun Basket, um, Blue Apron, HelloFresh, you know, all those delivery things that make city life a little bit easier because things are already portioned out for you and they just show up at your door. You know, I, I have had those resources in the past. And some for some people, the stuff like that's insanely foreign to them because they've always had a car. They've always had that convenience. They can always go to the grocery store whenever they want. And so... Another thing was, I'm sure if you've seen it again, if you're on my Instagram account that we got a car and, you know, it's crazy to some people that I went a whole year without having a car and it sucked. I mean, I couldn't always go over to friends' houses, but I lived downtown. So there was plenty of things to do. And when people wanted to hang out, it was easy to say, well, let's just grab a drink downtown and I can always walk home. Or, you know, worst case scenario, I could take an Uber somewhere, but Ubers are a little scarce more in a place like Lancaster, PA than they are in a place like Manhattan. So, you know, that was a reality switch too. I did realize that like I can't be in the suburbs at 10 p.m. and try to get an Uber back home. It wasn't so easy. And when I look at this car, I'm just happy. Like it's the same feeling I get when I look down at my ring. I'm like, that, we got that. We owned that. Like we picked it out with our money. We did our own research. We put the down payments on. We got the loan. We are paying for it. It's ours. And I always feel like that about a lot of things. I felt like that even about our apartment in New York. Yes, we were uptown, but like I loved our apartment in New York. I hated the commute, but I got used to it. And I had an hour every day that I listened to podcasts, which led me to creating my own podcast. I learned things on those train rides. I, I prepped social media posts that I could post once I, you know, got some Wi-Fi on the train. I took a brain break too sometimes and just listened to music and I was lost. I was unplugged in the sense that like people couldn't actually get a hold of me. You know, what is that life like? You, you can't always be, have that. So I always appreciated our place and I think to the traditional lifestyle there's that expectation of how much we should have at this point and I realized I I loved that apartment. I loved that we had a little po- a little pooch, our little Miko, our dog. I loved that we had a place of our own. I loved that we were a couple that didn't have roommates. I have a lot of friends that are couples that also have roommates and I'm also glad for them. They do that so they can afford other things, but the expectation that just because you're in a couple and just because you're in your 30s, the expectation that you should have the kids right after marriage, the expectation that you should have the car and the house and the, the let go of the expectation and just look around to reality and appreciate what you have. I'm so appreciative that I have an apartment here in Lancaster, downtown. I'm appreciative that I was able to walk to work every day. I was able to walk to the market. I was able to like create a community around because of the fact that I didn't have a car, that I just drove to my destination and I walked and I met people. I met my neighbors on the block. I met other dogs that live around the general area that I live that I talked to their owners. You know, there's so many little things that I can look at and be appreciative of. And I get it. The expectations there and I still want it. I 
have the goal of having a home at a certain time. I have the goal of getting a certain amount of income in a certain amount of years if I'm staying on the path that I'm on. But I don't have the expectation that it has to be in the path that I'm currently on. I don't have the expectation that it needs to be there because then you get the problematic is we tend to get resentful. And I don't want you to get to that place of being resentful. So I hope that this maybe resonated with you well. It's just something that I've been talking about quite a bit. And I wanted to leave you with a little bit of a short meditation to just let go of that expectation, enjoy what you have around you, and just have a brief moment of accepting but appreciating the beautiful reality that you're currently living in. If you tune into this podcast and you love the meditation aspect that I have with the bonus episodes, Anchor actually just started a new feature so you can actually subscribe to the show now. And for only $3.99 a month, you'll be getting at least, dun, 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 dun. yes, I'm being basic, but you're going to be getting at least two episodes a month that are meditations that are bonuses. They will be ad free when we have ads coming back in. There will be no ads with them. And in addition, you'll get those meditations and they won't be accessible anymore for free. I give out free bonus episodes. I had five of them. They are now enlisted in the subscription based only. That means if you sign up for it, if you sign up for that $3.99, only you will have access to getting those old bonus episodes in addition to all the new ones that will be coming out. I will be trying to do my best to be making even more, but it will always be at least a guaranteed two meditation episodes per month. So for $3.99, which is less than a fancy cup of coffee, you can have at least two meditations for tuning in and getting on board with the subscription. Please join now. All the information is in the show notes. So I will start us on that. If you're not already in a space where you feel like you can close your eyes or have a moment to yourself, go ahead and hit the pause button and come back to this when you do. Um, if you want to do it actively while you're doing your dishes or folding your laundry or on a walk, more power to you. You know me, I'm always that gal listening to podcasts on the go. So go ahead and take a few seconds to get yourself ready, however you would like to take on this meditation. But I want us to feel light and airy and free, accepting and honoring the reality that we're in and letting go of the expectation. I want you to take a moment to stop what we're doing and a moment to release the expectation of what this meditation may be. And I want us to take a moment to focus on the curiosity of us, on the curiosity of possibilities, and the curiosity of our breath. So we're going to take a deep inhale together and exhale out, creating that heat, creating that sound, inhale in, exhale out, let go of the stress, let go of the day, let go of everything, inhale in one more time, breathe with me. Last exhale out. Now as you focus on that breath, as I keep talking to you, 
remembering that this is all about releasing that expectation, releasing what is, what could be in this moment, knowing the reality around you is exactly where you're supposed to be. Being light as a feather, cool as a cucumber, releasing from the how. Knowing that life is but a journey, that path that you're on is exactly where you're supposed to be in that path in life, in your own personal journey, because it is yours, it is not the expectation of everyone else's, it is you and you alone, or you and your group of a tribe of people alone. Remembering that we are what our thoughts have made us. So take care about what you think. Remember that words are secondary. Remember that thoughts live. Remember that they fall far and they travel far. So words are secondary, thoughts live, and they travel far. So whatever thoughts that you're bringing into acceptance in this moment, whatever makes you curious, remember that those thoughts will live a lot longer. And happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. So when you're living in happy thoughts, the quality of your life tends to be happy. We tend to be able to let go of all the things that shatter that happiness. We tend to allow ourselves to look around in the moment in time and grasp on to what is, grasp on to the beauty of what is, and grasp on to the acceptance and the gratefulness of what is. Remembering as you're taking your breaths and coming back to your breaths and focusing on those breaths that life is but a journey. And if all of our journeys looked exactly the same, how boring life would truly be. No possibilities for something new. It was all planned out for you all along. It's kind of the same thing with expectations expectations already set you up for knowing what is knowing what should be expecting what should be whereas reality is so much more exciting reality opens you up to new possibilities reality helps you hone in on the goals that are important to you in this time in your life the goals that help lead you to things that are your priorities as opposed to expected priorities. Breathing in with me, releasing on that exhale. Remembering that reality, holding on tight to the gratefulness of every day. 
flowing down your mind and your breath. Take a moment to put one hand on your heart and one on your belly. Fill up that grateful breath of curiosity of what is. Exhale it out. <sighs> the grateful breath of the possibility of what could be because life isn't just all planned out in expectation. Ah, yeah, release all of that expectation, all the things that aren't serving you. One solidified deep breath in together with me. Breathe in. Fill up that belly. Fill up that lungs. Expand that rib cage. Expand the belly. Hold at the tip on top. Just for a moment. Relish in it. Exhale out. Ah. Take a moment to take a body scan. Notice where tension may not be that was before. Maybe notice the release in the breath, the change in your breathing pattern. Realizing the how and the expectations and allowing the ego get into the way are all the things that we're trying to let go of this in this moment. Being the cool cucumber enjoying what's around you relishing in your unique life because if you have expectations that your life should look like your neighbors remember this there are other people who look at your life and they have expectations of what you have already accomplished they have expectations that their life will one day look like yours already does. Own it, love it. One solidified breath in together. Live in your life, exhale. Absolutely stunning, beautiful work, my friends. Such an honor to always show up on the mic, be present with you. And speaking of expectations, I've got to give a shout out to one of our listeners today who told me, hey, you forgot to post an episode last week. <laughs> and I said, you're absolutely right. You had the expectation I was going to post it and I was supposed to post it. And I let the reality of life get in the way. And I had a lot of things going on. But I need to remind myself to show up for you because I always said I'll show up for the one. So thank you so much for calling me out. I think feedback is always such a blessing. And you can also reject feedback. Remember, if you look back on, an, on a moment and someone gave you feedback that you didn't do the right thing, you can also reject that feedback and say, you know what, I re-looked at everything and I realized that it was the right point for me not to produce or the right point for me not to do something. But I love that I was called out. It made me feel so relevant. So I wanted to say thank you so much for calling me out and saying that I didn't show up for you last week and that I threw off your whole week because it means so much to me that this episode, that these episodes, that this show itself is such a reoccurring event that happens in your week. And I'm so blessed to be a part of it. So have an amazing rest of your week. Tune in next week. You're going to absolutely love our guest She's fabulous. She's wonderful. We're going to talk so many different strategies about building a business, about expectations of life, about 
ways that she thought her world was going to go. And then it totally shifted into another direction. I'm telling you, you're going to love her. But first, you're going to want to tune into her podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries. It's one of her favorite meals. So tune in for Jen Trepec for her podcast launching next Tuesday. And I will see you all then. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.